Welcome everyone. I am extremely proud of this session because I am joined by my team members of the CSC Executive Committee 2022-2025. I'm going to allow each of them to reintroduce themselves. Some of them, their statuses have changed since they were elected. Some are now at the bar. You know, I don't know if anybody's married and they didn't tell me. So maybe parents, I don't know. Those things are possibly not relevant, but we're just going to reintroduce ourselves. I'm Benjamin, the chairperson of the CSC. I proudly hail from Jamaica, born and bred. I'm an attorney by practice, and I, I just love being a part of an organization that helps me and allows me to, to demonstrate my passion for education. Then I'll go to Vice Chair Advocacy Partnerships. Hi everyone, I am Christina Williams. I am also born and bred from Jamaica. Uh, that was not intentional. Benjamin and I didn't have any plans <laughs> per se. Uh, I am an attorney in training. Yes. And I lead the part I lead the portfolio of advocacy and partnerships. Vice Chair Democracy and Participation. Yeah, greetings everyone. I'm Muhammad Ademi. I'm a patriotic Nigerian. I, I currently um, have the honor and privilege to serve as the Vice Chairperson of Democracy and Participation for the Commonwealth Student Association for the term 2022 to 2025. It's been um, a great pleasure working with all of you. All right. Thank you. Or Africa Regional Rep. Greetings, everyone. Yes, my name is Francis Azubike. Um, since uh, Benjamin has introduced himself as a proud Jamaican, I think it's best I introduce myself as a proud Nigerian too. Uh, I'm a young architect and I am currently in the capital city of the CSA's headquarters. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Francis. Alicia, or Caribbean and America's regional rep. Hi, everyone. I'm very happy to be here. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, uh, wherever in the world you are. Uh, my name is Alicia Randall. I am from the beautiful Swan Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Um, <laughs> very proud of my country as well, I think. I mean, I may be mistaken, but I think I'm the first Trinidadian to hold this post. Um, right. So that is, you know, very, very, very happy to be representing Trinidad at this level. Um, I am also an attorney at law. I think there's a trend here, <laughs> um, with Caribbean attorneys, I guess. Also an attorney at law, um, been practicing for about one year now. Um, so very, very new. And I hold the portfolio of Caribbean and America's regional representative. Um, it's a experience. It's a it's a, a challenging experience, but it's one that I hold very close to my heart. Um, I've ha had the opportunity to learn so much about my region while being in the, this portfolio. It has been incredibly eye-opening. 
um unlike my team members it it is a very fulfilling feeling to be able to serve your country and the region um in this way so thank you Mr. Yombon Kopio, I see that you're referred to as BYC in your region, Bradley. That's a brand now. You're a brand. <laughs> it's a thing in PNG. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. Kiora, Talofalaba, Maori, Bula, and Hello uh, Ogeta. I am Bradley Yombon Kopio. I am from the Pacific Island nation of Papua New Guinea. And uh, I'm a dental surgeon by profession. Um, graduated in 2022, practiced for one year, and then um, jumped on as the CSA Pacific Regional Representative. Um, so it's been a privilege. Um, I've learned so much. And yeah, I'm just so excited. So much has happened in one year. So it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster. Um, so thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Bradley. I'll go to Christina. Christina, please share some highlights from your portfolio, but it might also be helpful if all of us preface the highlights with a brief summary of what our portfolio in, in entails, what, what it is that we're supposed to do. So a brief summary and then share the highlights of the last year. Christina. Okay. Thank you, Benjamin. I feel as if I am having a little bit of a, a video challenge. Am I the only one seeing myself being a little shrouded in the in the video? But it's 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 fine. You can it's fine. Yeah. All right, no problem. All right. So my portfolio advocacy and partnerships. It's a bit self-explanatory. It's in charge of advocacy and partnerships for the CSA. Uh so I lead the mandate in terms of I, I guess in a way the heart of the organization uh, because no matter what we we take on a project, a partnership, uh, it's important that we advocate for students. And so there's a bread and butter um, aspect of our advocacy, which is to ensure that each student in the Commonwealth has access to quality education, regardless of where they're from, social economic background, their gender, um, et cetera. Uh, but along with that bread and butter aspect of our advocacy, we have also decided as a body relying on the ex-cos decision as well as the member organization decision to focus on three areas for our tenure, being one, the decolonization of education, secondly, safety and security of students, and thirdly, non-formal education with a focus on soft skills. So those are our, I would say, our special areas of advocacy. But of course, we have continued to and will always continue to focus on the access to quality education for all our Commonwealth students. So that's the background of more of our work in terms of advocacy and the background of the portfolio. In terms of our achievements uh, and our work, our ongoing work, I think I will start off with uh, what's been ongoing and I would say what we hope to to fully accomplish um, by by next year, because we'd have started working on it and we want to ensure that we have achieved it for the benefit of our students. So we have tried to mainstream or we've been working on mainstreaming the advocacy areas. 
And one of the ways that we've been trying to do this is through a public speaking and debate competition that we have in partnership with Aspire Rwanda. That's a debate competition or a debate competition organization founded and led by students. I'm currently in a meeting. Please, I'll call you back. Founded and led by students in Rwanda. And we have been working on that for a year. Uh, it's in partnership with the Commonwealth Secretariat as well as the Association of Commonwealth Universities. So it is a really important partnership that we have with them. It has the intention of being really impactful on Commonwealth students to have this meeting of the minds, to be able to discuss in um, issues to do with education, development, post-COVID, et cetera. Um, well, what we're working on right now is to ensure that students across the Commonwealth have access to the competition because it will be held in um, in Rwanda um, through support, through sponsorship, that they, the prizes and surprises will be worth it. But most importantly, that students feel prepared to compete and feel prepared to be able to, to give their opinions on the different uh, topics and pillars that we have. So we're looking forward to the different schools applying to be a part of the competition and to supporting you to be present in the competition, which will be hosted next year, February. That is February 2024. Another part of the mainstreaming efforts that we have are the capacity building sessions that we have hosted. So far, we have had a pan-commonwealth, which is a pan-commonwealth meaning across the commonwealth training session on decolonization of education, accessible education, and gender equality in education. That was a, a train that encompassed all those three areas. And we'd have trained over a hundred students and young people across the Commonwealth in those areas. What we're waiting on now is for those students or young people, it's a combination, to receive their certifications um, from the program. But the program has been complete. The trainings have been complete. And we want to thank our students and young people for getting involved, for spending five weeks of their time involved in the program and completing, I think it would have been two hours per session to learn these different areas and also to be empowered enough to take on advocacy in their respective countries, regions, and across the Commonwealth. Aside from those trainings, uh, we have also had, I would say, taken our advocacy to conferences as well and different high-level gatherings. We would have had our Commonwealth um, Education, rather, Youth Ministers meeting, and the CSA was present there. And at that meeting, we would have had, that would have been in March 2020. Three this year, yes. There's so much has happened at the date sometimes. Um, right. And they would have had an outcome document from that. And CSA would have been an integral partner in determining the outcome of that particular document, which would in a sense mean what are the commitments of the education ministers across the Commonwealth. And a part of that would have been a focus on or was a focus on education development decolonization of education, ensuring that our students have access to quality education, how it is that our students are able to access regardless of disability, um, for example, or different abilities. And that I think was a key success for CSA and a key success for the students of the Commonwealth because we speak for and with the students of the Commonwealth. 
we also had the Commonwealth Africa Youth and Students Summit. Uh, CSA was a key partner in that. In fact, we helped to plan that summit, plan and implement that summit. That would have also had an outcome document. And in that outcome document, that was of May of this year, and in that outcome document, uh, we would have also included key areas that we are focusing on. So decolonization of education, um, non-formal education with a focus on digital skills. We would have, I would say, requested or, or implored through that outcome document that we want the governments of the Commonwealth to focus on non-formal education, fully developing our students and our young people for the future, the 21st century, that include digital skills. We, ongoing as well, is that we are currently working on to be implemented. So it is ongoing. Um, Teach Me In My Language campaign, which, should which will focus on our, which is focusing on, because we're already in the planning stages. You, our students, learning in your native tongue, as well as your endemic language. You'd have heard my colleague just now, Bradley, greet you in his native language. And we want all students across the Commonwealth to feel empowered enough to embrace and to associate that this is your language, this is your tongue, this is your country, this is your ethnicity, and that you are learning in this particular endemic language, indigenous knowledge, indigenous knowledge and skills, and that it is equal to whatever it is that you learn in, I would say, in a Western environment or in an environment that is not your own. That is very important to the CSA as well. And a very big ticket item that we that we are undergoing as well is our safety and security. And very soon you'll be seeing a declaration go around and we'd want you to interact with it, to give your feedback on it and to help us to have institutions governments and student bodies as well to sign on and to help implement this because we are very, very, I would say, we're very focused and very committed to ensuring the safety and security of our students across the Commonwealth. Those are my updates for now. And I look forward to working with you all and working for you all in the capacity of Vice Chair for Advocacy and Partnerships. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Madam Vice Chair, we are going to our Vice Chair Democracy and Participation with his update. Am I audible enough? Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, I think to start with, um, for democracy and participation, we have to... Um, understand um, the fact that um, the representation of the Commonwealth Student Association here present um, this time around is um, a conglomeration of um, representative of Supramulti National, or let me call it Supramulti International Students Representative, representing um, different regions, um, be it the Africa region, the Asia region, the Pacific region, um, the Caribbean and Americas region and um, the Europe, um, the European or Europe region, as um, we reference to that Europe and Canada region. So those are the five um, basic sub representations that we have um, in the Commonwealth Student Association, and um, 
there are different levels of engagement that are going on in each of these regions. And as regards democracy and participation, it also um, involves um, engaging with um, student leaders, students themselves, um, at the grassroots level of um, our mobilization of our sensitization and of our uh, gathering support um, to ensure that uh, these organizations um, work in the interest of the student that they ideally represent and um, also they, they also um, work um, in such a way that um, they represent the interest of the students that um, they've vote to represent particularly reflecting their voices um, in the Commonwealth. And I give um, a particular example because um, we, we do have different level of engagement um, across um, various regions. And I hope that um, the regional representatives of each and every region will speak on what um, they have been doing in their various um, regional um, areas regarding their developmental agenda. However, of what is particularly important as the head of democracy and participation of um, the Commonwealth Student Association is that um, we want to see um, a level in which um, we interface with um, student leaders. And as regards um, the, the report from the um, Honorable Vice Chair, um, advocacy and partnerships. Um, we are very particular about um, first, what is the safety and security measures that um, we bring to the table in ensuring that student leaders are protected, students themselves are well protected, they are being stood up for their rights are being protected um, and all of this. Similarly, working in synergy with the regional representatives, I um, um, I think that um, a great level of um, engagement has been created or are currently ongoing. And um, as I referenced um, initially, that um, the engagement across the regions are multifaceted in nature in such a way that um, you see, um, we see a great significance of improvements and representation, you know, say particularly equal representation from the African region, for example, you take the Commonwealth um, Youth and Students Summit um, that was held in Abuja um, May this year. And um, you see that um, out of 23 Commonwealth countries, we have um, 17 representation from different Commonwealth countries. This is significant. So we hope to have an engagement like this um, in the Pacific, in Asia, in the Caribbean and Americas. I know that um, the regional speaker that to engage more with um, student leaders across um, these various regions and also particularly um, in Europe um, regarding Malta, Cyprus and um, the National Union of Students um, in the United Kingdom itself. Um, the office is also very particular about um, the engagement of um, the governance system, what are the policies being put in place in running various administrations and putting in place um, electoral values that um, the, the student leaders across um, boards in all these um, regions that um, they would um, sway. And um, of equal importance now is also um, leading the recruitment of um, new members because um, the Commonwealth Student um, 
Association understand the fact that uh, there are various suppressive voices across the 56 Commonwealth countries, and this does not un uh, in uniformity uh, brings to the table the national students of uh, the national students organizations of all these 56 countries being represented in the CSA. So we are working in partnerships with um, student leaders in various countries that do not have um, national student organizations yet to see how um, we put that into fruition and um, working, as I said initially, um, with synergy from um, the regional representatives of um, various regions across the Commonwealth. It is also and this is an ongoing effort. We launched the recruitment process sometimes um, mid this year. Mid this year, um, there was a cap on the um, deadline range of recruiting members. However, what I am very pleased um, to update um, members and our viewers um, across the Commonwealth is, is that. Um, Registrations are still very much open. We are open to engagement um, to student leaders, particularly in regions that are that have less representation um, in the CSA and um, in in also to other foster their um, understanding and also understands what are their uh, major obstacles that they face, perhaps in setting up their national student organization or in participating um, or um, in engaging their various governments at their national levels. We are very much particular about this and it is an ongoing work. We um, are still currently recruiting and this is also me calling for different student leaders across various regions, particularly in the Pacific region, in the Asia region, in I think, yeah, those are some of the, and the Europe region, Malta, Cyprus, and uh, uh, um, the United Kingdom itself so that um, we have um, equal representation and better understanding of what are the hopes and aspirations of students over the, what um, they have in particular. Yeah, and um, recently I, by the virtue of my office and the representation and the mandates that I hold um, within the Commonwealth Student Association, I also um, have the privilege of representing and um, making the voices of you all that we represent collectively by your support and mandate um, to be part of the new 2024 to 2025 um, UNESCO Student Youth Network membership, which is um, a great um, giant stride that we've um, pulled across through with our partners, the Global Student Forum, and all of that to seek to the fact that um, there is fair share and equal representation of Commonwealth students at the UNESCO global level. Uh, this is all from my hand, and I thank you very much and um, continue the engagement. Thank you very much, Vice Chair Mohammed. Now, we do not have elected Vice Chair Communications and Research. There was an interim appointment and Mr. Ridgeve Arafin has been serving as the acting vice chair of communications and research. However, he is unavoidably absent. He is relatively fresh in the portfolio, but I can say that he has hit the ground running 
the Digital Marketing Committee has been revamped and a proposal for a refreshed social media strategy has been tabled. And I know that in the coming months, you are going to notice our new and improved rebranding and forceful online advocacy under Ridgeway's leadership. I'm going to move to our Pacific Regional Representative, Bradley. Thank you, Chair. Um, good night, everyone. Uh, good morning, good night, wherever you're watching from. Uh, if you're in the Pacific, good night. I think um, from my end, uh, especially jumping into the role of uh, the Pacific Regional Representative, it's been, uh, I think I've had to learn the ropes a lot, especially in terms of the region. And um, we've had a few milestones, but uh, primarily the initial focus, I think, for the Pacific region was in terms of the Commonwealth Students Association. I think one of the biggest disadvantages that we've had is that we were one of the regions with the lowest uh, visibility, one of the CSA, and then non-existence of national unions, which is where we get our core mandate from, or, you know, um, yeah. So in the Pacific region, it's been, I think, Australia and New Zealand. So those are the only two countries um, that have national unions that are present, vibrant, active, and engage with their students and their constituents. Um, but they haven't associated a lot with um, the Pacific Island nations, which make up a lot of the Commonwealth countries. Um, and, and most of the Commonwealth countries in the Pacific Islands um, don't have um, a national union presence. So I think that's where, in terms of visibility and engagement, the Pacific has been very difficult to engage. I think it's one of the things that I, it took a while for me to actually pick up and realize. So my core um, goal initially when jumping into this role, it, like I said, it took a while to actually um, figure out where my priorities would be. But I think one of the major key priorities as the Pacific Regional Representative was for the visibility of the CSA, you know, for people to actually know, students in the region to know who we are, what we're about, um, you know, who we represent, um, why we're important, the work that we do. So those sort of things are, um, my, I think, key for me has been trying to actually get the brand of the CSA visible and out into the Pacific, which has been very difficult to do because it's easy to drive these things when you have national unions that are present. Um, when they're not present, it's very difficult to drive. Um, so I've come to appreciate that. I think that's one of, been one of my um, biggest challenges in the Pacific region. Um, so I've been trying to tackle that. And I think the advantage for me was having a good, um, I think, good support in PNG because of my background as the president of the University of PNG and that's helped me to gain a lot of traction within PNG which is one of the larger Pacific Island nations um, so I've tried to use that to my advantage because um, like I said with visibility um, when there isn't any it's like a, there is no um, it feels like there's no membership in the Pacific so one of the um, Key areas has been to increase the visibility and also try and engage 
a lot more students in the Pacific, especially in the islands. So one of the key, um, I think our key um, objectives, one, and um, I think a big win for us especially was has been in the CSA role was the attendance of the me in the Pacific Regional or Co Conference of Pacific Education Ministers meeting. And that was a big win, one in terms of students in the Pacific and having representation at high level meeting like that, at a high level meeting like that, where we had all ministers from all across the Pacific, um, education ministers that gathered in Auckland. And I was privileged to actually um, get support from the New Zealand National Union of Students. And we've had a great partnership with um, NZUSA, and I'm thankful for their leadership and their support as well in this space in the Pacific. And we got the chance to advocate for students' um, participation at the Conference of Pacific Education Ministers meeting. And in the outcome statement, I think I had the opportunity to present on resilience building around education um, in one of the roundtables. And then also during one of the ministerial outcome statements, um, I got to present the CSO statement on behalf of all the CSOs in the region. So that was a real big bonus and a plus for the CSA, especially in terms of visibility with regional partners and, and also um, governments and ministers within the region. I think that was one of the biggest wins for this year. Now, the other one was um, establishing the PNG National Students Union, which is a work in progress. And we've got a lot of traction and a lot of support. Um, we actually got members from all different state institutions within PNG to sign a memorandum of understanding, all the SRC presidents within the seven institutions here, that they would come together to actually form the National Students of Union. So I think that's been another big win in establishing a National Student Union, which will make three in the Pacific, and, and the first for a developing island nation um, to be PNG. Um, along with that, we've also leveraged on our partnership with the New Zealand National Union of Students and we actually got to get support from the University of PNG to get a group of students to go down to New Zealand for a short exchange of one week and and that's where we actually tried to advocate and get um, I think the universities from New Zealand and also Australia as well but more so New Zealand to actually support the developing island nations and I think that's what we were trying to advocate for using that um, initiative. So that's been a real success where the uh, University of Auckland and Auckland University of Technology have actually come out to say that we want to actually continue student exchange between the island nations and New Zealand as well. So I think that was a big win and a big bonus. And I'm still working on the reports to actually get that to be a consistent year in thing where we have students from the islands to go down to New Zealand. Um, and then also, I think the other highlight for me was getting appointed as the CSA GSF Global Student Forum rep. And I think that's been a world of its own, trying to learn the ropes at the GSF because it's just broad and big as well. But I think um, it's a learning experience for me and I've tried my best to represent the CSA in the global mandate for representing students as well. So um, that and then also I think I share the spot with Mohammed in the UNESCO SDG4 youth and student um, group. So that's another bonus as well. But um, yeah, I think we've actually 
started building on from that. And next year is Chogum, which will be held in the Pacific in Samoa. So um, next key focus is to actually get a lot more representatives from the islands and the universities out there, which we've started to do. Um, but I hope that we can do that by the end of this year and have a strong working group. And then from PNG and New Zealand, where we've set off the, um, I guess, foundation, push on from there and get a lot more students involved from all the other Pacific Island nations. So we've actually got, I think, great traction going at the moment. Um, so it's a big win for me because, like I said, I never knew what the CSA was coming into this role as a Pacific Islander myself. And I know that's the same story with everyone in PNG and a lot of other Pacific Island nations, but I feel like we've got the CSA as 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 a representative body that's known in the Pacific now, at least one or two people from all across the um, Commonwealth Island nations. So I'm actually happy with how this year has gone. It's been hectic, but I'm grateful. And 2024 is, I guess, where we make things happen because everyone's coming to the Pacific and I look forward to receiving you all. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bradley. Boy, without without anything being said of me bordering favoritism, I won't I won't trump your 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 praises too loud, Bradley. But but people, can I tell you, Bradley has worked hard, and an equally hard worker is coming up next. The chairperson of the Africa Regional Committee. Francis, please. You only have seven minutes. Because you really <laughs> could take a whole session to talk about all the things happening with the respective countries in your committee. So, seven to ten minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you very much, Benjamin. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that you understand that uh, it's, 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 it's a big region and there, there's, there's so much to say uh, from our end. All right. Um, Good day, everyone. Once again, my name is uh, Francis Azubike, and I serve as the Africa Regional Rep on the Commonwealth uh, Association Executive Committee. Um, since coming on board in, in March earlier this year, um, we recognize that um, my predecessor has you know, done quite uh, wonderful work in the region. Um, the, the Africa region boasts of the strongest membership uh, in the CSA. And this is one of the things that I realized early, and uh, there was I saw the need to consolidate on the aspect of heightening, you know, the visibility of the CSA within this region. So one of the things I did uh, as a first was to set up um, the Africa Regional Committee, which I had the support of the chair to constitute while we were uh, having the Youth Leadership Summit in London. And um, these persons, these eminent and distinguished student leaders were drawn uh, majorly from the um, national student organizations, which are, you know, the member, I mean, the, the members of the CSA. Um, so these uh, persons uh, uh, assist us in furthering the impact and the works of the CSA in their respective countries. So in the CSA, in the CSA Africa region, we have 21 countries. And at the moment, we have, uh, you know, um, we 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 represent in uh, eighteen countries. At the moment, we are still seeking to have, um, you know, uh, representatives from uh, Gabon, from Togo, and from Mozambique. Um, after the after constituting the committee, 
we went straight eye to the West Africa, uh, particularly Ghana. I, like I said earlier, it's uh, we are looking for we are we we are looking for ways to ensure that the visibility of the CSA is uh, you know continues to be promoted uh, within this region. So uh, we got invited uh, to come and observe the uh, National Union of Ghana Students election, which I have the pleasure to share with you that this is the very first time since the history of the CSA, since its establishment, uh, that the CSA would be observing uh, uh, any of its memberships uh, election. And so we were in Ghana sometime in, um, in July, early July, to observe that election, which saw more than um, 1,307 delegates from one, from one, one, 141 institutions who came uh, who, who came together uh, in Cape Cape Town, I mean Cape Coast, to elect their new um, members. And um, after the election, we 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 gave a report about uh, how the whole election uh, process um, went through and. Uh, to a very large extent, the it was it was a wonderful ex uh, exercise, and uh, we that has also helped us, you know, in 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 ensuring that we 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 get the this fit, because uh, as I as I speak to you now, we have been invited also uh, by the National Association of, of uh, Nigerian Students, which would also be the second time the CSA would be invited to come uh, observe its election, and as we know the. The, I mean, NANS represents about uh, 40.1 million Nigerian students. And we, during this election, we would have about um, uh, 355 delegates, which are particularly the student union leaders of the respective institutions to come, um, you know, vote for the new set of uh, leadership. Then we move uh, very quickly to um, uh, East, I mean, Central Africa, in Cameroon, we have been working very uh, closely with uh, the student leaders in this country because of the fact that uh, for a very long time now, Cameroon has not uh, been able to have uh, a national student organization, a single body to represent the interests and concerns of students in this country. And I have um, so much uh, I mean, excitement to, to, to share that at the moment, we have made so much progress in uh, with regards to establishing the institution. At the moment, we have met with the um, Ministry of Education, and uh, the, there are three uh, important documents which have been required of us to to produce. And uh, um, the students, the Cameroon student leaders, have been able to are uh, working towards that, and they have been, um, you know, ensuring that this uh, documents. Which includes, of course, the status of the uh, of you know uh, student movements within the country and uh, the 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 minutes of the meetings of the consultative meetings. We've been having all of that with them, and uh, those are you know provided. And uh, by December, second week of December, there will be a general assembly where these documents will be reviewed in 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 uh, in, in collaboration with uh, the Ministry of Higher Education. Uh, and uh, hopefully by January, uh, uh, the NSO would be fully formed. So we are we are now at an advanced stage uh, in terms of um, establishing that um, organization in Cameroon. Um, 
we in July, yes, late July, I had, excuse me, I had the privilege of um of um, attending the General Assembly in Malawi of the of the of the, of the Malawi National uh, Students Union, where I uh, at the pro at, at the time the the institution of you know the, they have been formed actually, but uh, there's a need to legitimize the uh, association, the union. So uh, the CSA was was present uh, to give some some kind of recommendations as to how they could you know go about with uh, ensuring that the Malawi National Association of uh, I mean Malawi National Students Union is fully legitimized by the government of the country. And so we also offered some um, you know um, recommendations in terms of uh, how they could leverage on uh, the Year of Youth uh, initiative that is currently on how they could benefit from the from the initiative and uh, how how you know collaborating with other sister organizations and international organizations can bolster you know their 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 activities and their you know their their strength as a union. We also gave them recommendations as to what kind of I mean membership scope should be uh, you know adopted uh, as they are in the you know in the in the process of um, formalizing that and reviewing their constitutions. And so uh, we also offered to assist in terms of the constitutional review as we have a democracy committee in place. Uh, we um, also have been working very closely or we have been having some constitutive meetings and engagements with uh, the Danish national student organizations because the truth is we are not too keen on uh, on 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 um, on on the we're not insisting on that. It it has to be only countries within the Commonwealth uh, member. I mean member nations that we can you know um, interact or engage with. So we had you know um, we have been having several communications and engagements with the Danish national students organizations and the Tanzania uh, ILMN uh, students organization. And this is to 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 you know to come up with a partnership deal that would um, address issues of sexual uh, reproductive health, mental health, and uh, um, capacity building, you know, uh, for student leaders in Tanzania. So we 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 realize that uh, post COVID there has been issues, you know, of how children or school school uh, teenagers, uh, you know. Uh, cope with studies learning in their in their in their respective classrooms uh in terms of uh, uh their mental health so we have been we have been uh, collaborating and uh we we would be having another kind of a final meeting to you know finalize on that partnership we would be starting with uh Tanzania first and then from there we'll move to uh other selected uh, African countries so um that would be for that for the uh for 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 Tanzania for with a partnership with uh, the Danish National Student Organization, and um, we well that would be all for now. If uh if there are other updates, uh, I would share in due time. Thank you, Francis. I, I could not allow you to move on without saying that you have had consistent, substantial meetings with your committee since it has been formed. That, in my view, 
is an achievement. All regional reps are charged under the constitution with establishing a regional working group with representation from each nation. There are 21 African nations. And I believe you have what now? 17 members in your committee? 19. Yes. You're mute. We have 18 currently now. We have 18 representatives from Africa sitting on the Africa Regional Committee. I believe you meet every first Sunday? We meet uh, every last Sunday of the month. Every last Sunday. And the CSA Ghana wait, wait. representative, Joshua O.P., which really is a general. We have to call oh, him general. But he's the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, actually, I that I omitted that. Sorry. Um, we we are we have we have been working very closely with uh, the Aban uh, Center for Global Policy, uh, which our Ghana rep has been uh, yeah. really been uh, you know leading on that you know initiative to have a national student conference, which will come up next month in in, in Ghana. And uh, uh, like Benjamin has would would agree with me, our Ghana rep has been has been tremendous. He has been doing so much, uh, you know, in ensuring that that uh, conferences. Um, you know, is 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 a, is a success. Coming after that would also be a digital boot camp. You know, uh, sometime in in December also, which yes. would also be in in Ghana. It yes. is going to be aimed at you know ensuring that um, young young people, students across Ghana, are trained on some you know digital uh, uh, um, tools you know, right. that would you know assist them with um, how they. They go about uh, the digital uh, uh, world. I believe we're targeting and also participants. Yes, so um, I, I I need to mention also that um, our Uganda rep has also been representing us, you know, so tremendously. Um, yeah. We we were we were at the Africa uh, Free Trade uh, uh, meeting sometime in I think August or so where our Uganda rep was there to represent and give some recommendations in terms of how students can, you know, leverage on the business, um, you know, world and, you know, try to ensure that they, they, they marry the aspect of education and their knowledge of business and, you know, uh, of finances is, is, uh, is, is, is up. So, um, there's been quite a lot, and we, Julia, we I truly appreciate them. Thank you. Julia engaged about a thousand girls on the day of the girl on in, in their leadership conference, as well as um Joshua. He organized the scholarship talk. I believe there were about 900 persons who were engaged on that um that X space live. Commendations again to the Africa Regional Committee and to my my successor, Caribbean and America's regional rep, the smallest region, but a mighty region. Little but with talent, we would say in Jamaica. Alicia. Yes, thank you, Benjamin. I would honorably say that we saved the best region for last. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, I live where you vacation. Yes. All right. <laughs> now, um, getting into the updates. So, 
as Benjamin said, I'll just start with a precursor of the challenges because I think they're same. They're they're the same across. Um, while we may have different successes, a lot of times within the regions, our challenges are quite similar. One of the major challenges being funding. Um, it has, you know, probably been the biggest obstacle. Um, for me personally within my region. Um, so just keeping that in mind that all that we have been able to do, we have had to be very innovative and creative um, in the way that we approach these initiatives, um, you know, taking whatever opportunities we can to achieve our mandate as a CSA. Um, I think you would have heard most of my colleagues mention the word visibility many times um, while they gave their updates. And I'm going to mention it a few more times because one of the things that we focused on very heavily um, at our strategic planning session when we just entered our portfolios uh, in 2022, late 2022, was the visibility of the CSA that we saw being, uh, you know, not anywhere near to where we thought it should be for an organization that has been in existence um, for 10 plus years. Uh, and in the Caribbean region, that also was a big challenge. Um, there, there were many uh, nations that were not aware of the work that CSA was doing. Um, despite, as Benjamin said, he held my portfolio previously, the tremendous work that he did in his portfolio um, in certain Caribbean regions. Apologize. If there's any background noise, I hope that you're hearing me clearly. Can just get a confirmation? Yes? Awesome. Okay. So uh, the first substantive thing that project that we were able to successfully execute um, was the hosting of a side event at the Caribbean Youth Leaders Summit, which was held in January of this year. It was held in Tobago. The uh, Caribbean Youth Leaders Summit happens annually, and it is really the highest level of uh, gathering of Caribbean youth. Um, all the NYCs across the Caribbean region are invited. Uh, you have youth ministers also in attendance um, and a lot of uh, high-level stakeholders um, coming together at this summit. This is the first time that the Commonwealth Students Association was able to Um, Alicia, you, you, you just broke up and that was a very important highlight. So I'd love if you could just assess your connection and repeat that portion. No. All right. I will do my section and allow you to resolve your issues. Okay. Are you? Okay. Perfect. It's better now? All right, yeah. great. Yes. Okay, hopefully so there's no more interruptions. Yes. So, yes. So I was saying that this was the first time that that um, the CSA was able to substantively participate in the Caribbean Youth Leaders Summit, meaning sharing a program on the agenda. And I, this was a huge accomplishment for us. Um, it was a very creative session, very engaging session. Um, but what it allowed us to do was to really dive deep into the work of the CSA and the importance of um, students. Because oftentimes we have we have these gatherings of youth and we leave out the subgroup that is students. But to really highlight um, 
successes of national student unions within the Caribbean region and show how it would be beneficial to other regions that do not um, have NSOs or do not place a particular focus on student leadership or student development. Um, this session also greatly contributed to the successful est um, establishment of the Caribbean and America's regional working group. Um, following this, we had a number of dynamic young student leaders that were not aware of platforms where they could come together and collaborate, um, that they could come to for guidance, um, even understanding that they could register with the CSA and sharing the benefits that come with being a CSA member. Uh, we were able to achieve uh, quite a number of, of those things happening coming out of the Caribbean Youth Leaders Summit. Um, and hope, and we're hoping next year again to be able to have a similar, probably larger session where we can partner with entities um, to really show the growth of student governance within the Caribbean region. Um, a lot of the projects that we intend to do are quite, quite interlinked. Um, and this is a really good platform for us to be able to create the partnerships that we need within the Caribbean region. Um, Another thing that happened was the, was the Eastern Caribbean Education Ministers meeting that happened in April. Now, in April of, of this year, now CSA was not able to physically attend. However, prior to that meeting, we did have a number of um, consultations with the OECS, the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, um, and with UNICEF. And we were very, very happy to note that following from these discussions and advocacy, um, a large uh, majority of the discussions that were held at the Eastern Caribbean Education Ministers meeting focused on the support of education ministries for their national student unions and national student organizations. Now, many people did not even know that there are a number of education acts that actually provide for the establishment of national student unions and national student organizations within their countries. Uh, and this act, this was a timely reminder to the education ministers that this is a mandate that requires their support. There were many, there are still quite a few Eastern Caribbean countries that do not currently have a national student union or national student organization. And oftentimes the support of the education ministries um, contributes greatly to the success of an NSU or NSO. And that was something that we were able to gain um, written commitment from education ministers to pledge their support to the NSUs and the NSOs within the Eastern Caribbean region. So following from this, we, going along that line, use this to push the idea that we have had cooking for quite some time now, um, that we've been working on having, having a number of meetings, and that is the Eastern Caribbean Student Governance Training Workshop. Now, this is a project that has, we faced many hurdles. Um, it is quite a, a grand um, project gathering of young people that we're planning to have within the Eastern Caribbean. And I'm just gonna go, go through some of the items or the items that we intend to focus on at this workshop so you can get an idea of how important it will be to the Eastern Caribbean region, to the Caribbean region as a whole. Um, one thing we wanted to do is uh, to focus on the St. Lucia model of their national students 
union because we find that there are few countries within the Caribbean that have really found what works, that have robust and effective national student unions. And we want to see how best we can learn from those models and implement that into um, the different countries within the Caribbean that may not have a very active student union, may have a, a new student union that is still finding its footing um, in this space, uh, as well as countries that do not have any national student unions or national student organizations. We're hoping that this gathering will allow us to uh, formulate at least parts or if not an entire steering committee that are able to be trained um, with, with the knowledge that they need to go back into their countries with the support of the education ministries to establish um, a national student union or organization within their country. Um, you know, things like, like drafting a constitution, one thing that, one thing that we hope that they're, one tangible thing that we hope that they're able to leave with is to have a drafted constitution that is, um, specific to the needs of their, of their country. Um, because we find that, that oftentimes, uh, that guidance is, is very necessary. Um, we've even had a number of consultations with, national student unions that have reached out to us for assistance um, in terms of uh, revamping the structure of their organization, um, of their national student union, um, running their membership, running their elections, um, things like that. Um, those, those things are very crucial to the sustainability of national student organizations. And sometimes um, those are the reasons for the downfall or, or why uh, NSO or NSU may vote dormant as we've seen a number of, time, of times in the Caribbean region. Um, we plan to also do an assessment of the current state of existing NSOs, um, as well as, you know, this is going to be a very good um, platform for NSOs and NSUs to connect. There has been no other um, type of gathering or workshop or conference or anything like that that really brings together national student unions and organizations across the Caribbean region. Um, so just for, for reference, the countries that we plan to focus on for this particular workshop is Dominica, Antigua and Barbuda, St. Kitt, St. Vincent, um, and Grenada. Uh, I'll move on a little bit now, just briefly to touch on some of our goals for the future, some things that we do want to, um, take on, uh, and a major goal that we have, that we have decided is the establishment of at least two fully self-sustainable national student organizations within the region. Now, I believe that in, in Benjamin's tenure, he was able to successfully contribute to the establishment of one that would be the Guyana National Student Organization. And he can attest to how difficult it is, how difficult it is to just get one national student union established, supported, um, you know, with, with membership that. fully functioning, able to live after you move out of your portfolio. That is the goal. We don't want to just say, okay, I was Caribbean representative and there were two NSOs that were established under my tenure. And two years down the road, I look back and there's, and it, it doesn't, it no longer exists. Right. Um, so it, in, in this scenario, it is very, it is much better to move slowly and to take the steps needed to ensure that everything is done uh, in a way that allows for sustainability, um, in a way that allows for continuity of the organization. Um, and oftentimes I have found that that means having some form of commitment 
from their Ministry of Education because while they, uh, uh, um, and that can also mean having that written into some form of legislation as well. Um, that is the ultimate goal, um, I would say, in terms of establishing these NSOs um, and ensuring that they're able to continue. Another major goal that we have is to update the State of Student Governance Report for the Caribbean region. Now, with my reading of the State of Student Governance Report, I can say that I was quite disappointed with the lack of emphasis that was placed on the Caribbean region. Now, we are mentioned, we are spoken about, um, but that is not a resource that I found that I can go to. I learned a lot about the African region. I learned a lot about the Pacific region, and I found information on the Caribbean region to be quite lacking. So while we may not be able to, you know, have the publication done within our tenure, we intend to take on the project, and we have we have started taking on the project of um, consult consultation and focus group sessions with national student organizations and national student unions through our Caribbean Regional Working Group to ascertain the challenges, the successes, the, you know, the things that, the mistakes that we have made in the past, what we are lacking, what we need, what we don't get, all of that information we would like to be readily available um, so that we're not, we're not struggling to understand what is the student governance landscape within the Caribbean region. Because when I came into this portfolio, I knew I, I, I heard, um, I had persons giving me advice before that says that, yes, it's difficult. Yes, there's some countries that there, there, there really is no, no room for, for development. You're not going to get the support, things like that. But knowing why and having the data to support it, I have found is a big challenge. When you go to entities, la large entities, um, like UNICEF, for example, which we are partnering with for the Eastern Caribbean Workshop, they don't want to just hear your grand ideas. They want to hear what gap is this going to fill in the Caribbean region? What is this going to, going to help long term? How is this going to be a sustainable model? How are you sure that this is even something that Caribbean students want? And you can't give that type of information if you do not have the research to back it up. So we intend, we're very happy now that we have a um, appointed communications and research vice chair. Uh, and we intend to work closely along with that portfolio to ensure that we're able to bring forward some useful, valuable, um, and impactful information on the state of student governance within the Caribbean region. That is no easy task. Um, we have we are in the process of selecting, uh, having having meetings with different research specialists to select one that we would like to work with us um, to conduct this research because we do want to make sure that it's done by the book. Um, and that is something that you'll be hearing about much later on. So I think I would end here for the Caribbean region and thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you very much, Alicia. I'm going to give my contribution and then I'm going to invite my colleagues to give closing remarks in their native tongue. So what is my job? What is my job? 
I'm going to read verbatim from my terms of reference. The chairperson will be responsible for the strategy and plans towards achieving the goals and mission of the network. The chairperson is required to ensure the EXCO members meet the deliverables aligned with the strategic plan. The chairperson will be responsible to source for the resources required by the network. And so I'm going to condense um, what it is that I have sought to do in furtherance of my responsibilities. The establishment of the resource mobilization task force. This task force, which is chaired by Ms. Pamela Manti, is responsible for identifying the resources needed for the CSA to carry out its projects and to be sustainable. The highlight of their work is to find a home for the CSA. Provisionally, temporarily, the CSA's headquarters is within the Commonwealth Secretariat office, but it, has, it was always the vision of the architects of the CSA and its constitution that the CSA would have a secretariat that is properly funded and is able to support the executive. Currently, the executive carries out its executive function and administrative function. All of the admin work, we do it and we draw other students through committees and subcommittees to support us. But it's, it's a lot. Frankly, it's too much. And so we're working with the Resource Mobilization Task Force to identify a home for the CSA so that the CSA can be legal, le legally registered there, that its financial framework can be set up there, bank account and tax structure, et cetera. And that, again, the Secretariat and that the EXCO and supporting committees can be properly incentivized. When I say incentivized, I'm not talking about a piece of paper with a signature. I'm talking about proper incentivization, if that's a word. Yes? This, what we do is work. It requires hours for more time. And sometimes I think that we are so foolish just to be doing this, but we are driven by passion. That's the only explanation. And I feel no qualms about saying that this is youth work and youth work should be properly incentivized. We should be paid. And that is something I hope, even if we don't get to benefit from it during our tenure, we would have set up the CSA in such a way that those who come after us won't have to be, be subburdened, but they can move freely with the support that they need. The next thing that we are working on is the Year of Youth Engagement Tour. We've identified 19 countries from all regions that we want to engage in person by traveling to these countries to conduct high-level meetings, capacity building training, and grassroots engagement. We have set a date of February 1 to April 24 for this tour. It is extremely ambitious. Frankly, it is a faith move. But if the dreams don't make you nervous, you're not dreaming big enough. I feel that once we have exhausted all our efforts to make this thing real. Whatever the outcome, I will sleep easy. We will all sleep easy because I know that we are trying 
and we're working hard. We're knocking on various doors. We're being creative. We're collaborating. We're working together. And we're saying to anyone who is interested in seeing this tour materialize, let's talk because we want to make it happen. Yesterday was International Students' Day. Months ago, we set up the International Students' Day Planning Committee, and we agreed as an executive that we would spotlight the Asia-Pacific region. And I'm extremely proud of the forum that took place yesterday. Lavanka Dobson, the co-chair from Papua New Guinea, uh, she led the uh, panel discussion, led the planning and execution of the panel discussion that brought together um, panelists from Tonga, Nuaru, Fiji, and Papua New Guinea. In my view, that is a major success as I, I haven't, the CSA has had limited interaction with some of those countries. And out of that, Bradley can attest, we've already started planning our follow-up activity, which will be a cultural festival and exposition that will showcase the various cultural art forms in the Pacific, but will also merge our advocacy priorities. Looking forward to that. The CSA Fireside Chat is not just to talk. There's a strategy in it. We have been targeting countries where we have had low engagement and we have yielded some success. By inviting these countries to have these live streamed conversations, it is a way for us to one, amplify the voice of, amplify the global student voice by including them in these important conversations, showcasing their achievements, bringing visibility to their work, and again, establishing some practical connection with the CSA in furtherance of confirming their membership. So far, we have done 12 episodes or 13, I believe. I have to say thank you so much to Angela from, Dr. Angela from Uganda, who is the executive producer. She works very, we work very closely together in organizing these sessions in ensuring that the guests are notified and that the content and the questions are prepared beforehand and that it goes on the various podcasting platforms. Angela is amazing. Sidella, you are amazing. She puts together the graphics for all the sessions and ensures that we have consistent promotion of the podcast. I'm not sure how far it will go, but I already see where it is evolving and where we will use it to mainstream or advocacy. The Cornwall Student Safety and Security Agreement will, I, I, I think it's going to be a game changer in how the CSA lifts the profile of its advocacy because of the potential that is in it. This is the formal consensus, or it will be the formal consensus of students and stakeholders across the Commonwealth on cross-cutting matters of student safety and security. We'll be inviting our members to sign it formally, and we'll also be putting it to member states to implement it or measure it against their own local student safety and security policies. The Commonwealth Student Integrity Declaration is, did I say that right? Yes, the Commonwealth Student Integrity Declaration is another important instrument that the CSA has drafted, which is 
the formal consensus again of students across Commonwealth on what we expect of ourselves in the handling of student government that deals with transparency, managing student funds, electoral fairness. We are committing to these values. And as a student leaders of today, who will lead our countries tomorrow, some of us have already started national leadership. We are saying this is the standard that we want for leadership, the standard of honesty, the standard of fairness, accountability. And we, Transparency International, we are coming. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are hoping that you will partner with us. You know, we hope that you will see value in this in as a way to combat corruption and improve um, or, or, or national standing. Finally, the joint enterprising initiative that we started out with, but have not yet had success. We have been pitching this soft skills resource to various partners and countries. We have not yet yielded the success we hoped, but there is a subcommittee under the Resource Mobilization Task Force that will be focusing on this as well as other resources that the CSA will partner with persons to, to market and sell and share a profit in. That was a mouthful, but I hope I condensed well the things that have been worked on from my office. And at this time, I'll invite my colleagues to share their closing remarks in their local, in their local dialect. I'll start with myself. In Jamaica, we speak Patwa. People of the Commonwealth, big up your clean self. You know, say the Commonwealth Students Association, we are going to do road. Or we are going to do road hard. We now stop. There's a song when we sing at church, we say, we now turn aside. Well, we now turn aside. There are enough things want to stop with. Enough little, little things want to get, on, get in our way. But, you see, we, you see, this is a team here. We now stop till the work done. Yeah? We are gonna advocate left, right, and center. And we're not stop till the work done. Big up yourself. Who next? Uh Mohammed, your turn. I think Francis should go first before I do. All right, Francis, do your thing. The Yoruba man. <laughs> I'm not a Yoruba man. I'm an Ibu. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. So how, where do I start from? Where do I start from? Um, um, okay, before I actually start this, before I um, close, I mean, say the closing remarks in my modern language, this is something that uh, <clears throat> we usually don't do um, in the CSA. Or, and um, it's something that I want to do. I, I, uh, and what we want to do as a team from the Africa region. Um, <clears throat> Benjamin, we truly appreciate you. We appreciate your leadership. So most of the things that we have been able to do or achieve so far within this region would not have been possible without your, your distinct leadership. Thank you very much for your huge support. Thank you for um, always um, coming to our aid. Each time we'll back on you. God bless you. Um, Anna 
I am a go so far. Na na one year in office I so nyanye kuzi wu katineke nyanye amin katineke nyanye kairiki ne metokwa the more na umuye aikwashiri me as student leaders katineke payume kairiki ne mekwa umuye aikwashiri me in terms of delivering for commonwealth uh, students. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Francis. Who wants to go next? Bradley, we're delivering our closing remarks in our local tongue. But Alicia, you speak English, yes? You don't have that, you don't have that <laughs> in, in Trinidad. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, we just have <laughs> we just have a little slang, but since my mic is open, I will just I will just go. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have the pleasure of having um, a second language, but I will leave some words of inspiration with you before I log out. And that is to say, you can't play mask if you're afraid powder. If anybody know what that means? <laughs> that is to say, you cannot want to do the work and you're afraid what comes with doing the work. You know what you're taking on? You know why you're doing what you're doing. Tough times will come, difficulties will come, but you have decided that you have a goal um, and you want to achieve that goal. You, you, you push through the challenges that come with it. So this is my little Trini word of inspiration to you all. Signing out. <laughs> well received. Trini to the bone. Who's next? Yeah. Um... I think I I would want to start from um, the major languages being spoken in Africa. So I just greet by saying um, Karibu um, in um, from our people in the eastern part of Africa. Karibu Asante Sana. I want to say bonjour to our French compatriots in Cameroon. I want to say assalamu alaikum to those um, in North Africa. And I want to say hello to English speakers in um, Western um, Southern Africa and coming to Nigeria, um, I think I would speak or could greet um, relatively in the three major languages, which I would say um, Dalu to my um, Igbo compatriots um, that Francis belongs to and Nagode uh, to uh, our compatriots. And then um, to my mother tongue that I belong to, Enyoma Karo Jiri Ni Ile Yoruba. Kiri Agbanlaye Mufejeke Mokbe, um, Ipotia Wayi, Tia Dimo, Ni, you know, Egbe a papo, a tea, um, a Kujoko, Commonwealth Students Association, Oje, Egbeka, Egbenla, to shape, um, Ofejekari, B. Ashivu, Pusiwa, Kari Lojola. In the egg bay, in Lufek Belaruge. Um, a fedjeke and a wallow, um, Lori Bay Bowney to echo, Lati Yara Kawi, Titi de Bosema influence to se maji a wujopada, Nitidada, Omoni and Kati a fairy Lati she, Nino egg betty away. O de jay you come pataki, along a cake baby, Lati Pacific Island, Lati Caribbean and America's name. 
lati um akegbe mi to wa lati africa ni lati asia abi lati europe ni gbogbo wa patapata ajo nso wopo fun ojo la to dara fun wa ati fun awon mo tan bo leyin wa ola pe awujo ti o da awujo ti o moye to de lopolo dani ohun ni kati build awon to ma je asiwaju lati ojo ola mo de mo pe ipo ileri ati ile ileri ta so pa fe din a ma de be lagbaro lo ali wa lati africa ali je eyan dudu ama la kai wa odudu imawa ode dudu ode ni joba eshegan thank you thank you mohammed and bradley let's hear it from the pacific thank you benji chair um so there's a between three countries there are almost a thousand languages not almost but there are and in png over 800 um within the pacific uh so i don't know which language to pick because i don't know all of them um but as the pacific regional representative i think it would be fitting for me to close in pidgin which is commonly spoken throughout the pacific solomon islands vanuatu it's a mixture of english and German and, and, and a bit of everything. So uh, thank you. Um, good night, Louis Blogger. One up, you sit on Look Look Stop. What's in this? How much law you play? Stop on the Mipla. Go night. I'm going walk where you may walk in. Commonwealth Students Association. Um, Ogaraman or Wogemol presentation blol and the one and more walk or wogelo up plus blol area blol um different all all regional all representatives all making. So make a big lamas lumagi mouse blow get a sumatin now young line long um eleven plus country long Pacific Islands, Magi Mouse Blong Ogada line long um Commonwealth Students Association uh, team to me. Uh me to thank you for joining me plan uh one plan more year I'm stop. So uh me look look long walk one time new plowgara long uh Solomon Islands, suppose you look look long up, Vanuatu, Fiji, um Naru, Tuvalu, Kiribes, Tonga, um Samoa and uh, Australia and New Zealand one time. Emtasol na Tanikiu Badaherea. Kwaam? Thank you very That's much. That's me ending in good night in two different languages. Beautiful. So thank you very much for joining us. And we continue to serve. Have a good day. Have a good night. Take care. <laughs>